everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. No! How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 189th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All things Jurassic Park. Now, I think we've got a bit of a European flavor for you guys today, as we hear from several of our overseas friends. I just, I love the reach that this podcast has with the the contributors, the listeners. People are all over the world listening and are in love with Jurassic Park, and I'm glad that we can provide some content for you guys each and every week. So thank you so much. Um, but in this episode, we're going to hear from James Hawkins, Steve Hurl, in their segment, Jurassic Pop Quiz where they test the might of another Jurassic fan's prowess when it comes to this franchise. Now today, James Ronan will join them for that test. You know, James joined us actually here on the podcast a few months back, more on the writing side of things. So this is the first time, I think, um, that he's, well, maybe not. I think he sent in some audio for the podcast, but this is the first time he is on a full official segment. I am very excited about that. He's had a bunch of great articles so far, and I'm always excited to hear his ideas, his theories, and what he has coming up next. But who knows? All that might go out the window if he does poorly today here on the Jurassic Pop Quiz. I don't know if he's going to be holding that writing position. No, no, I'm kidding, James. You're fine. But uh, good luck to you, James, and I think you guys will really enjoy this segment. After that, we're going to head into the Innovation Center with Tom Fishenden, where he tells us all about his latest ventures to Paradise Wildlife Park to see some Jurassic-inspired additions to the park, and he also presents a chat with Dan about his JP20 Jurassic Park Jeep. Now, Tom wrote up a great article about the updates to Paradise Wildlife Park a few weeks back that highlights everything, and you get a glimpse at Dan and his JP20 Jeep. Now, this week, Tom has a great interview article where he uh, chats with Rachel about her project, which is turning her Jeep into JP18. I'm really loving all the uh, car coverage and everything else that Tom's doing. You guys know he is a busy guy, so uh, don't miss all his updates here on the podcast. And of course, around the web, he just posted his first review of his own um, on his own YouTube channel. So make sure to go check out his review of the dual attack Sukumimus from Mattel. Um, But yeah, I'm excited about his segment here today, so don't miss that as well. Now, after Tom's Innovation Center, we revisit extinction-level Jurassic Park with Arjun Boss. You guys remember that segment? I loved airing Extinction Level here on the podcast, so I welcome any opportunity to revisit the series with a bit of behind-the-scenes information. Now, this one is particularly cool. We get to hear the intricacies of audio editing, layering in voices, effects, and music, and where it all comes from. I, I find it fascinating and fun to produce stuff like this on my own, so I really love hearing about others' work on producing stuff like this as well. So stay tuned for that. I think you guys will really like it. But, of course, before we get this thing going, we have some business to take care of. 
So, as always, over on our YouTube channel, we have a lot of stuff that premiered last week. Um, we actually did an, another toy hunt uh, where I found the Coloris and the Herrerasaurus. Um, I was out there in the stores. Um, I finally tracked that one down. I think the video is maybe a little, like a few weeks old or something like that, but I just posted it. And um, stuff has been really trickling in slowly in my area as far as the toys are concerned. I am still trying to hunt this stuff down each and every day week everything I'm, I'm always trying to find this stuff and this these two are items that like i thought would show up a lot sooner but they never did and then they finally popped up in target so me and lincoln my son went out and tracked those down also mattel was very kind enough to send us a little preview of the snap squad now those are those tiny dinosaurs that will snap onto your fingers your backpacks your shoes anything you want you can snap these things on they dangle their legs kick it's it's really cute i love these things so much and i uh i did an unboxing and review of them uh so don't miss that on our channel we also had Tom Fishenden uploading uh, a little video about the Jurassic World Evolution updates with the terrain tools and all that stuff. I am excited about that. Anything to add to uh, Jurassic World Evolution I think is a good deal. Just keep adding stuff to it. I'm excited. Also, um, as far as updates are concerned, we did a construction update down in Florida at Universal's Islands of Adventure where they're doing a lot of stuff at the Jurassic Park area. So right now you're going to be seeing a lot of walls um, just lining the entire Jurassic area. There's a lot of stuff taken down. Lots of trees removed. Oh, oh my god, there's so much stuff happening there right now. So go take a look at that video we we got some uh my, my buddy sean actually went down to the park was able to film some of the stuff around there so we uh uploaded it to the channel you get to see what's going on and i uh include a little bit of information in the video as well so you know what you're looking at and also i think we rounded it out with our episode from last week up there on youtube so make sure to check that out as well but as for this week, I have no idea. I got no clue. You guys are just as clueless as I am. Some stuff will certainly pop up on the channel, but who knows? It could be anything. A toy review, a toy hunt, um, toy thing, something else with a toy, a, another toy video. Guys, lots of toy stuff going on right now, so bear with me. And I think a lot of people over on YouTube really enjoy the toy content, so keep watching. Keep sharing, keep subscribing, liking, commenting, all that stuff. And of course, we try to make it, uh, you know, watchable for everybody. Even if you're not into the toys, there's always something on our YouTube channel for you guys to watch. So make sure to check it out. Also, this week is the anniversary of The Lost World. So we just wanted to say happy anniversary to The Lost World. It's uh, always great having you around. You know, you're one of my favorite movies. You guy, you guy, uh, The Lost World. You're such a great guy. You know, I love having you and watching. That's now it's starting to get creepy. Um, you're 22 years old now, so that's awesome. I just can't believe that The Lost World is getting so old. I am starting to feel very old myself knowing that this movie is just as, well, it's way younger than me, guys, but it's it's getting old, so that's the thing. Um, but it's funny, because everybody online is wishing it a happy birthday on the 19th. Now, I know there are some uh, discrepancies over on Wikipedia and stuff like that. Now, as far as I know, the 19th was the world premiere, so when they premiere the movie in L.A. or wherever else around the world, just for uh, the people who made the movie and the people who are 
um, you know, sent tickets to the movie and the premiere out in Hollywood. So that was the 19th, which was a, a Monday in 1997. The 23rd was a Friday in 1997, and that was the actual worldwide release where everybody out there in the world could go see this movie. Oh, well, maybe not the world. That was probably a completely different release date. But as far as the U.S. was concerned, May 23rd, happy birthday to the Lost World. You're a great guy. <laughs> but enough of all that foolishness. Let's get this episode kicked off. Wait, 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 wait. Next segment is James and Steve. That equals a lot of foolishness. So forget what I said about forgetting about the foolishness. Let's continue on with the foolishness by getting this episode kicked off with the Jurassic Pop Quiz. I have good reason to believe that you would find this challenging. You should hear a four-year-old try to say archaeornithomimus. You should hear you try to say even problem-solving intelligence, especially the big one. Well, this madness must stop. Now, you, sir, are no gentleman. How did you know? <laughs> One drop of this can paralyze you, so watch out. Thank God. Is this real? Yes. It is? Jurassic Pop Quiz with Jurassic Unicast. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another Pop Quiz. I'm James, and I'm joined with Steve. You all right, mate? How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's been a while it's since we've done this. Pop it's quiz. definitely been a long time since we've done our last pop. Well, since we've done our last one. I can't remember, though. Who was the last uh, guest we had on? AJ, AJ Coke, AJ was it? AJ Coke, yeah, yeah, that was right. That was quite a fun one. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was, uh, I think that was in last, I think it was December. Oh, it been it. Christmas time. I think it was about Christmas time. Well, Might anyway, be. we've got a new guest on. Yes. James Ronan. Say hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, it's we're good. good. Another good. guest on, finally. Yeah, this hiatus has um, been a bit quiet, but we're all back. And we're glad yes. to have you on, mate. It's been a bit too quiet. You know, but the the, the pop quiz, is, uh, not pop quiz, the Jurassic Park podcast had a bit of a break. You know, Brad's been recuperating, a nice little break, and we've finally got a load of content lined up. And Steve uh, has been, you know, getting some more contacts for the pop quiz. And James, you're the first one of the new year, mate. Wow, I, I didn't actually know that. So that's, that's yeah, there you go. Good. Yeah, really Perfect. happy to be here. So, yeah. would you like to tell everyone a bit about yourself before we get going? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been really quite active on Twitter. Um, started sort of last year, really. I mean, I've, Jurassic Park has been my favourite film since forever, really. Um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was released in the year of my birth, so I've grown up with that film. Um, so as a child, I always wanted to go into paleontology. That film literally really inspired me um, to sort of pursue that career. Um, so then sort of through college, I sort of dropped the idea, um, did some charity work and did a gap year. And then I decided to go back to that idea of paleontology. Um, so now I'm actually doing a paleontology internship at the University of Bristol, nice. um, which is really, really good. And I'm running my own personal uh, blog. It's a paleontology blog called Jurassic Vines, which has had about five thousand readers over the past year, which has been pretty impressive. Wow, that's really good. Um, and you know, I joined the Jurassic Park podcast in December last year, so it's been really great to join the podcast. I mean, I'm happy to just contribute as much as as much as possible. Um, and you know, obviously, I've got so much passion for the franchise, and I love the film so much. So I just want to share that with with more people, really. 
No, it's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think is good about the the uh, what Brad's done. Really, to be honest, like he's really has included a lot of the community members in, and um, you know people that have been forward enough to sort of show their contribution. He's obviously give the platform for them to do it, and that's uh, no, fair fair play to him for yeah. helping people get involved because uh, it's what it's all about. Really, we want. Sometimes you feel like you're the only fan out there, don't you? And then all of a sudden, like all these people just appear from nowhere. And and to think, James, it was um what 2014. We thought it was just me and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I come across the Jurassic Cast podcast, which is uh, you know Jack Ewings and Sam Phillips. Yeah. And then um, yeah, Steve got involved. Yeah, listen to those. We met up with those guys, and they obviously have gone on to do bigger and better things. Mm. And uh, and then we, you know, started talking to Brad, and you know, there you go. All of a sudden, you're part of a podcast community <laughs> as, a con- yeah. as a contributor. It just sort of spider webs from there. It's good though, because it just means the franchise is bigger than we thought. And you know, with all the new films coming out recently, you know, it's it's great. So. Glad to have uh, someone else on who gets to know meet someone else. Yeah, I'm really, really happy to be here and to take part. Perfect. So, so you mentioned your uh, paleontology. Mm-hmm. Do you um, have you met any famous paleontologists yet? Yeah, well, I mean, my supervisor is Professor Michael Benton, so he's literally one of the wor- one of the world's renowned paleontologists. Nice. Um, nice. What's so, he do? What's he uh, specialising? Uh, a lot of it's to do with dinosaurs in China, so it's okay. a lot of you're looking at sort of feathers in China on dinosaurs and, yeah, and stuff and like things. that. Yeah, quality. It's good. Yeah, because um, is this the person you mentioned? He just had a new book out. Yeah, so he's yeah. got a yeah. It's dinosaurs rediscovered. So I've only just started reading it, but it's it's a really well written book, and yeah. um, there is yeah. a massive section on it in on Jurassic Park in the book, and uh, about obviously you know, genetic engineering and sort of dinosaur DNA and stuff like that, which is really interesting to read. So, so yeah, I would advise anybody out there who's interested in, in not only paleontology, but Jurassic Park to maybe pick it up because there are, you know, it's quite a big, big section in there. Yeah. Have you, um, do you know Dinosaur George Blessing? No, I don't know. Okay. Look up George Blessing, B-L-A-S-S-I-N-G. He's on, he's right. on YouTube. He's got like his own uh, Facebook page. Uh, so he's on Facebook and YouTube. He's got his own yeah. page on both. But he's also got podcasts. Now, he's a self-taught paleontologist and he tours around the States. He's got right. a massive big RV. And in his RV, he's got t- like hundreds of skulls, big wreck skulls, everything. Yeah. And it's all stuff that he's found, cast and reproduced. And he takes it to schools around the country. And he does like a, a, like a mobile museum. Right, yeah. He's he's awesome. He's a great guy. And he um he has like listeners like he's, people send in uh you know questions and he answers them and then you know answers them on on the on the uh podcast and on the YouTube channel. So I've done it myself and he's answered me personally. Um That's cool, but yeah. he yeah, but he um gets on a lot of uh, famous paleontologists and they talk about certain breeds. Yeah. Which is really cool. So if you are interested in that, like there's a guy that was recently on it who was talking about he's a specialist in like uh pterosaurs. Right. And the stuff he was talking about was like incredible. Like yeah. 
like the things that they've managed to find out and how they to the point of how they actually really did walk mm. and how whether they're still working out whether they you know skim the surface or actually swam yeah to a certain extent you know things like that it's just mm. really really good like so check that out if you have yeah yeah definitely yeah. george blessing dinosaur george um but anyway, yeah, uh, Steve, you was going to say something, weren't you? Or was you just going to try and hurry, get, us, get us going? No, no, I was actually going to say that um, obviously you um, went to the Wales Comic Con recently and you were blessed of meeting one of the original Jurassic Park cast members. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The notorious Sam Neill. How was that um, experience? Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, there's no words really to explain that experience because I was incredibly lucky. I was actually the the second to last person to have a photo with him, and um, I actually he, I was wearing a, an Alan Grant paleontology hoodie, which is yeah, you know, it's yeah. a really cool hoodie to wear. Yeah. yeah, and he spotted it as soon as I walked up to him, and you know he said, you know, look at this, and you know, literally, you know, I, I said to him, you know, I'm you know I'm a big fan of the film, and um, I, I said that I'm a writer for the Jurassic Park podcast, and. You know, he, he made sort of a big thing out of the jumper, which was really nice. And, you know, I yeah, got to chat yeah. to him after the photo and, you know, I told him I was a student paleontologist. And, you know, and then, and then he said to me, you know, the film really inspired you then to sort of pursue that career. And I said, yeah, it really did. And I, I, I basically just said a massive thank you to him because, you know, he's sort of my childhood hero. And that's sort of what inspired me to, to pursue the career I'm, I'm pursuing now. So it was such a, yeah, such an amazing thing. But I know Tom met him as well, didn't he? Like, the, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, it was the same place. It was a different place, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was in London, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he met him in London. Yeah. A bit far for Tom to travel. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We were lucky to meet Jack Horner last year. Yeah, I know. I watched that. Um, oh, that, the vlog. That yeah, the vlog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, was, honestly, <laughs> when we met him, we were in such like, we went into proper starstruck mode for about 10 seconds and then realised that he's so like laid back yeah <laughs> it was like chatting to like your mate's granddad so that was like the that was like the Jurassic world evolution it was on the uh, expo thing, thing. Yeah. Expo, yeah. yeah 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 it was a good laugh that was quite good fun yeah uh, great day wasn't it steve oh that was a great day but v- them burgers were phenomenal oh, <laughs> best burgers ever. <laughs> honestly <laughs> that, so so there was like like a la carte five star burgers anyway um Talk, let's talk in rubbish. Should we uh, get going? Yeah. Are you prepared, James? I am prepared. I've got my questions. And is the other James prepared? I'm as prepared as I can be. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty full on. Yeah, it's not too bad. So some of the questions, as you know, are um, are quite serious and some are very jokey and others will um, get us, like, let us know exactly what kind of a person you are and whether we should kick you off the whole podcast altogether. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Jurassic Pop Quiz with James Roman. <laughs> right. So the first question, James. Nice and easy. What was the name of the ship in Fallen Kingdom? It begins with V, isn't it? It's like Ooh. Venture or something. Ooh. That is a ship from... I know, it's from the Lost World, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not the question. Yeah. (laughs) We need a a 10-second timer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I can't remember. 
Okay. okay. Is that your final answer? It is my final Passing, yeah. It is the Arcadia. Oh, that's right, it is, isn't it? Yeah. You're like, damn! <laughs> Good, <laughs> start, <laughs> Good start. Okay. Question two. In the Jurassic Park novel, what was the name of the paleontologist that was called in to diagnose the bite marks on the little girl Tina Bowman's arm? Robert, is it Martinez or something? Oh, you're close. The Ez is close. With that sort of... Yeah. Latin American. Name. Latin American name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Steve. I was thinking of the right... <laughs> <laughs> I think we've actually that sort um, of area of name. <laughs> I think we've started this uh, pop quiz quite difficult. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Tom and RJ, you're going to how lucky you've been. Yeah. And AJ. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Doctor Get- Doctor Martin oh, Gutierrez. Yeah, good. Yeah, Gutierrez. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, James told me that question today, and. I forget what I said. Phrase as well. Yeah, I had a know. phrase. I think I said, um, what did I say? Chevez? You were in Chevez. Yeah. And then we realised that Chevez is a, is a name of a character in our, in our book that we made. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, this one's nice a little, plug there. little bit of a more fun one. What animal sounds were used for the Rex's roar? Now, it's a multiple choice. Was it A, a dog? Penguin, tiger, alligator, and elephant. B, a lion, turtle, gorilla, cat, or and bear. Or C, flamingo, seahorse, a salmon, guinea pig, and a goat. It's B, I think. Oh, I'm afraid it's A. It was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was dog, penguin, tiger, alligator. Okay, so James, you're currently on... Zero. Zero out of four. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> Zero out of four. Okay, so you've got to make. I'll do a lot of making up to do in the next uh, sixteen questions. What was the name of the volcano on Isla Nublar? Mount Saibo. Hey. <laughs> now he's going to be off to a flying start. Right. So the next question. What are the five islands in the Las Cintas Muertas called? So that's the five deaths. So you've got Isla Nubla, Isla Suana, Isla Pena, Isla Tucano. Uh, is it Isla Murta? Okay. You thank got... God for uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Evolution yeah. <laughs> well, you say thank God, but it's actually you got four out of five. Nublar is not part Hannah. of the five deaths. It is. Yeah, it is Matin Seros, Muerta, Sauna, Tucano, and Pena. So, what yeah. one did you not get? It was. Um, you said Nublar, which is not part of the five oh, deaths. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't get no. Matin Seros. Matin Seros, yeah. yeah. Oh. But no, it's good okay. effort. That was quite a good effort. Okay, how big did the Indominus reach at fully grown in Jurassic World? Was it 50 feet, 55 feet, or 60 feet? 50 feet. Wait, Wait spot on. Right, this is probably the hardest question we're going to give you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. You wake up naked and alone no. on sauna. To your left is Gray's fanny pack. To your right is Eric's bottle of Rex urine. You have a Rex coming up behind you. 
what do you use and what do you go for and would you escape? Use the urine and mm. yeah, and I'd probably douse myself in it and stand still. Good thinking, but now, bear in mind, you've now got to be rescued naked and spend Rex urine. <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck explaining that one. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What gender was the Indoraptor, male or female? It was male. It was, in fact, it was in fact male. Cha-ching! Perfect. Okay, the next one. Spell the dinosaur, Therizinosaurus. So that's T-H-E-R-I-N-Z-O-N-A-U-R-U-S. Ooh, did you want to have a second go? Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you three attempts. Uh, Therizinosaurus. T H is it? I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to say the same thing again. It's T H E R I Z N O S A U R U S. Ooh, you're so close. You're just missing out one letter. Therizinosaurus. Is it T-H-E-R-I-N-O-Z-A-U-R-U-S? No, it's, no. it's a T-H-E-R-I-Z-I-N-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Right. Wow. That is quite a hard one, Steve. Not that lie. is a hard one. Yeah, I apologise. Could have been Archeona for Mimas. Or Sinus. Yeah. What was the name of the marine character, creature, not character, what was the name of the marine creature in Jurassic Park of the game? Wasn't it like a plesiosaur, wasn't it? Is that your final answer? Wasn't it? Wasn't it like a Liplorodon or something? I'm not willing to give you these answers. Yeah, I know you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can fish as much as you want. <laughs> Pardon the pun. See, I only played the game through. I think it was like once, and that I've was not played it once. Ago. I've just, I've only played, I've only watched uh, Clayton's oh, playthrough. Yeah. yeah, you've got it, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got it. It's just um, failing to load my PC. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, would you like to venture a guess? Some sort of pliosaur. So is that your answer, a plesiosaur? Yeah, I'm going to go for that, yeah. Okay, it's wrong. The answer is Tylosaurus. Right, okay. Which is a species of Mosasaur. Yeah. Okay, right, so we're going to move on to a timed question now. Right, James, you have 30 seconds to name as many dinosaurs as possible. Once you hear the music, you can start. Brachiosaurus, Parasaurolophus, Triceratops, Dolophosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Gallimimus, Triceratops. Said that. Ceratosaurus, Spinosaurus, Crephosaurus. Dinoceratops, Baryonyx. Well, hey, 11 scored. 
That's, that's, that's not too bad. Well, that's not too bad. It's, I'd say it's slightly above average, and you are. I don't, you're not got the top score on that one, but if it makes you feel any better, Jack Horner got three. Did he? <laughs> no, yeah. no, Jack did the no, um, oh, characters. The characters yeah, you? yeah. Sorry. Oh, there you go. You can uh, compare to Jack Horner on that one. So yeah, that'll make you feel a bit better. I'm doing it on the spot, so yeah, yeah. that's true. It's true. <laughs> Okay, well done. Next question. Okay, name all three of the toy brands that license JP and JW. Of the brands? Yeah, name all three of the toy brands that have licensed Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Just the toy brands, just three. Mattel, Hasbro, and Kenner. Hey, perfect. Right, so... Who would you reincarnate to help you fight the Indoraptor? So any dead person from the Jurassic Park films. Who's going to be your little buddy? Oh, it's got to be Robert Muldoon. Yeah. <laughs> they should all be destroyed. With the socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you're in a radiation zone. What do you use to cover your nose and mouth? Is it Muldoon's sweaty sock or Nedry's underpants? Yeah, yeah Muldoon's sweaty sock. <laughs> <laughs> Those things would protect you fully from a radiation. Well, they are double thickness, you know. <laughs> you know? Go on, Steve. Right. What era was the T-Rex from? Cretaceous. Perfect. Right. Bang on. If you would have got that wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit crazy. You sell your, sell, sell your, uh, your uh, degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it true? I heard the rumour that there is more time, sorry, there is less time between us and the T-Rex when it died out than the T-Rex and the Stegosaurus. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. That's crazy, That's isn't it? Yeah, that that is mad. Is, yeah, it's, yeah. That is right, yeah. That's crazy. That's mad. Absolute <laughs> madness. That's how long ago dinosaurs died out, folks. There is less time between us and the T-Rex than there is a T-Rex between the T-Rex and the Stegosaurus. Crazy stuff. Okay, what Jeep number got chased by the T-Rex in Jurassic Park? Was it Jeep number 10, number 11, or number 12? It's number 10, isn't it? I don't know. Is that your final yeah, answer? I think it is. It is. Cha-ching. Well, hey. Congratulations. You've got another question. Right. Right. Who, in your opinion, is the most annoying character of the franchise? I suppose, yeah, I'd probably say Franklin. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was pretty annoying. Yeah. He's, yeah. I found him really annoying as well. Let's just hope that Franklin and Amanda Kirby never meet. <laughs> just that scream and her yeah, shouting Eric actually yeah yeah oh dear right I'm running out of questions Steve so they're all yours now mate okay if you could have one job in Jurassic World what would it be uh I think it probably would have been yeah probably one of the food handlers just like for the for the petting zoo actually yeah that oh, would have been cool nice. yeah. yeah looking after the baby dinosaurs yeah Relatively you're safe. Not, you're not in particularly any danger, really, are you? So you get 
the same sort of effect. So you get the cute side, you get the, you know, they get the interaction with the kids. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, that's a good call. I like that. Yeah. Good yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. It's, it's a relatively safe job and the dinosaurs actually know you from birth. It's, yes, yeah, I like it. I reckon the Bond's pretty good. Pretty special. Yeah. Right, James, did you want to do a timed of the characters? Um, I've got another question first before we do any time. But have you, how many more questions have you got? Uh, just one more. What is that one? Uh, it is put your films from best to worst. Okay, we'll do that after. Okay, I've got one. Um, let's do the hybrid. Yes. Okay, so um, you've got, basically, imagine you're on the Lego game, the Lego Jurassic right. World game, yeah. and you get to make your hybrid dinosaur of anything in the franchise what would it be it can be as ridiculous and stupid as you want right okay um so i'd have the the face of a triceratops with the three horns yep and then i'd have the frill of the dilophosaurus around it nice with half of the body of a raptor and the legs of a tyrannosaurus (laughs) And the tail of a compi. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what colour would you make it? So the frill would pat- probably what be... What pattern be? So the pattern... So it's probably be sort of zebra stripes on the on the face. As in black and, and white? Yeah, black and white. And then the frill would probably be actually tiger striped. So it's sort nice. of got contrast. And then the rest of it would probably be bright yellow. That, that sounds pretty decent. I'm just trying sounds to draw... Cool draw this now <laughs> is it just the legs of the t-rex has it got um yeah just the legs yeah has it got any arms yeah it does have arms but you have the, if the arms of a raptor ah, okay is this a paleontological correct raptor or is it a jurassic park raptor oh it'd be a jurassic park raptor with a pruning okay. and yeah et hands oh, yeah. okay right my drawings are <laughs> that of a five-year-old Okay, Steve, you need to post this on Facebook, on sort of Facebook, on Twitter, or off Twitter and Facebook of your interpretation of James's. This picture, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. I am just going to share it on our little WhatsApp group at the moment. Absolutely ridiculous. Wait for the laughs, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> It looks like it looks like a chili on top of a fork. Like, for those that don't yeah, know looks, and that obviously can't yeah. picture this, picture a <laughs> picture a right, chili pepper. Picture, picture a deformed carrot upside down with three yeah. toes. And then stabbed on top. (laughs) Yeah, a shrimp. And on top is a chilli. (laughs) (laughs) With a walking stick. That is the level of my drawing. That is the picture. I think I might have to give a better go of this. Yeah. As this is a tripod. This is like (laughs) a one-legged poor dinosaur <laughs> I can't believe how much that looks like a chili Steve <laughs> you need to post this on now 
Yeah, I'm gonna have right, to. Steve's definitely got to post this on. For those that are obviously hearing this after, go back to our tweets. I'll tell you what, it. I will post this the day of release. Alright. Oh, so you need to colour it in as well. Yes, oh. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll colour it in. I'll get me colouring pencils out. Or crayons, I apparently. I might try and give it, a, give it a go for you, probably. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, anyway, um, so did you want to go on to the timed Oh, but um, before we before we break? do that, uh, what are you calling this monstrosity? What am I calling it? Yeah. Uh, the, I'm going to call it the Wooasaurus. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> didn't fancy the Floppy-saurus like uh, Steve Stoller did. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fancy the um, Chili Shrimp. Chili Shrimposaurus. <laughs> No, chili shrimp and stegatops. That's it. Yeah, cool. Uh, oh. okay. So you're going to do your list of order of films? Yeah, do it from um, worst to best. So um, all the way from like Fallen Kingdom to Jurassic Park, what's your worst to best? You can so give an opinion too. Worst to best? Yeah. Right, okay. So worst is Jurassic Park 3. Okay. Um, any reason? Uh, I mean, I love, the, I do love the film. I love all the films, but yeah, I'd say Jurassic Park Three is probably my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that one. Um, it's obviously so, quite, it's quite most popular. That's the most most popular opinion, really, on most on most people, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but I love that film to dialogue quote massively. It's my favorite one to quote. And to be honest, it's one of those ones that's easy to watch. You can just put it, it on. Is, like, you can stick it on and watch it, yeah. Yeah, whereas everything else, like, you know, if I was to shove Jurassic Park on, you've got to sit there and watch it properly. Well, you, you've got an hour before there's any dinosaurs in it. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. it's not really the best one to show kids for the first time. But... No. But okay. JP3, good choice. Yeah, next. I think, yeah, it's going to have to be The Lost World, I think. Yeah. Ooh. Very, That's controversial. Very controversial. Yeah, yeah. Any particular reason? I think just for I think for me, just in terms, I know like I know there's quite a lot of inconsistencies anyway throughout the films, but I think yeah. just story wise, yeah. there's certain scenes, particularly with Sarah Harding when she's wearing the jacket and it's covered in blood, and she's supposed to be you know paleontologist and stuff. There's certain things that she does, and it's sort of irks me a bit and also the whole scene on the 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 boat when the crew are dead isn't explained but it isn't explained in the book um and i feel like i think they might have taken that scene out because they're supposed to be like raptors on the boat wasn't there and and stuff Mm. like that so yeah yeah, the the script's pretty good it is a good film and i think you know i i love um roland tambo in it and, and everything else but i think I, I just think there's some inconsistencies sort of story-wise. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'd agree with what you said about uh, Sarah Harding and the blood on the jacket. That's um, and that's one of the things that griped me on that, how, you know, she's this intelligent and knows how to, you know, stand downwind of dinosaurs or upwind or whatever it is, and mm. yet she leaves Slipping her whole... She yeah. knows what she's doing. Yeah, yet she leaves a soaking wet blood because... Um, it is really wet blood, isn't it? Because it leaves um, blood on the leaf as she's walking leaf, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the fact it's dried. Yeah, it's in even, that even Roland, even Roland was like, "You injured? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's from the baby. So even he should have picked up that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, mate? But then it will be in his best interest for the T-Rex to follow them if he was hunting Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but we didn't really see that villainous side of him, though, did we, really? didn't come across that sort of, that way. No, only when you see the baby T-Rex with a broken leg. Yeah. Okay, so that's your number four. Three more to go, your top three. This is where it becomes a bit more difficult. Yeah, so Jurassic World would be my next one. Okay. What made um what made Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic Park beat it to the post though? So Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom would be my next one. And the reason for that is I just love how that film takes so much from the original sort of the themes from the original books. Yeah. Um, there's just so much depth there to some of the themes throughout that film. And that's why, and you know, they've taken a lot of some of the quotes from the, that book as well. And yeah. for me, I think Dress, Dress It World is a very good film. And, you know, I love it to bits, but I just feel like there's more Christian themes in, in Fallen Kingdom than there are in Dress It World. Okay. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Definitely. I guess, the, I guess the main focus of Jurassic World was to Welcome sort of establish, yeah, establish its authority back. So it it had to go, it, you know, it had to sort of have some main plot line that was boom, you know, right in your face. Here's the open park. Park's been open for ten years, and we're gonna bring you straight into it. Yeah, mm. in the middle of a brand new attraction. So the whole theming of behind the scenes and what's happened up until that point, kind of needed more than just two hours to sort of get across yeah you know you think if we would have gone straight into from a 14 year break from Jurassic Park 3 to a new film and they'd gone straight into the scientific route again I think it would have taken too long to pick up yeah and children of today's society probably would have been bored and wouldn't Mm. want although that's something we would like Mm. You know, being a lot older, we'd want something that that's pledged, you know, fledged out, you know, over the next 15, 20 years, if we would, if we could, because we just want something that we love so much to just on go, like yeah. keep going and going and going, as long as it doesn't sort of overdo itself, keep going. Whereas Jurassic World needed to sort of make an impact and a statement straight away with today's society. And I think it did very, very well. Yeah. I think the marketing was brilliant, wasn't it, for, exactly. for Jurassic World? Yeah. And, and, and Fallen Kingdom, um, I guess now Jurassic World has had its moment and it's had its fall. You know, Fallen Kingdom, because of the way the man has exploited it and what's happened because of it, in that three years, I guess the story has abled uh, Crichton's work to then come into, into play a little bit more. Mm. And uh, like you said, like a lot of the novel references are like bang on, really. I have to, I have to admit, though, in retrospect, I think if you watch both of them to get like one after the other, I think Dr- Fallen Kingdom makes Jurassic World a lot better because actually, especially with Owen and the Raptors, I think that the scenes in Fallen Kingdom it gives it that little bit more special more depth, treatment. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. And I would recommend anyone that wasn't a huge fan of Jurassic World that 
you know, if they listen to this, I'm sure they they, they liked it. But um, if you have, if you're not a lover of it, and you like Fallen Kingdom, I suggest you go back and watch Jurassic World again because it might sort of make that Raptor thing that you weren't so sure about make a bit more sense and be a bit more plausible for you. So. I and that is a great. That. I love the footage of um, baby, yeah, blue. baby blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. I'd have a such great TV footage. series on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. No, one hundred percent. I'd love to see like a TV series spin-off, like half an hour episodes, like Owen's Raptor Diaries. Yeah, I'd like to see. Um, pretty sick, but it'd make it like a bit more com- comedic. Yeah, like Raptor One, Raptor Two, and so on. Until they got to blow, I know we saw like little glimpses of it of um, like the raptors attacking him, but I'd like to see more in depth. Yeah, like a teenage a sized raptor. Yeah, like different adolescent stages. Because we see nothing from baby blue to adult blue. I'm wondering if they'll um, they'll do that in the next one. You know, whether Owen still got footage of them. Like growing up or blue growing up. Mm, I don't know. Would it have not all been destroyed in the volcano? No, nah, I'd be on his laptop. Yeah, be right. there was shack on you know the house they was building, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So um, right. hold on. I'll, I also want to know how. Actually, no, it's not going to go there. It'd be just too too long. We need a conversation. Um. Right. Yeah, so, and then obviously Jurassic Park is your main one. It is my most, main one, yeah. Most people's, yeah. yeah. So is it your best one or is it your favourite one? It's it's my best one, yeah. Because some people can have, like, I was on a podcast the other day, uh, The Mouse and His Powers, and we talk about Disney um, attractions and universal attractions, basically all based around all that sort of stuff. And we and one of the, the, the guys I was chatting to on there, his favourite ride is Tower of Terror, but he thinks the best ride is Flight of Passage. Right. So, are you do you, do you understand what I mean by that? Question? Yeah, quite yeah, hard. yeah. I would yeah. say yeah, it is it is the best one, but it is also yeah my favourite one. Um, I do. So I know, yeah. See, so, you know, I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know about you, Steve. I think the I think the best one is Jurassic Park. I think it's the best written, the best uh, directed. Uh, some of the best but, shots. Um, the best shots. Journey to the island to like ever best music, but I think my favourite one. I think my favourite one is between Lost World and and Jurassic World. I think for rewatchability, I guess I think I've lost. I've watched. See now, if I I like the final hour of the Lost World, the final hour of Lost World and Jurassic World together is probably my favourite. I love all the San Diego stuff. I like the long grass from the long grass scene onwards. Yeah. Mm. And the raptors, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I think like the hunting sequence is brilliant. Like I think the cinematography is really good in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's certain shots. Like I know for the Lost World, there was a, especially with the raptors when they're when Malcolm and Sarah and Kelly are running into the building. It's all very sort of noir. Like you can see like the lighting on the raptors and stuff. I like it when they jump up on the car and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Shot. yeah, very good. Yeah, I wish we'd have seen more of that long grass. 
scene, actually. That could imagine that could have gone on for like another fifteen minutes. It'd be epic. They'd all be dead. It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great. Um, anyway, go on, carry on. Let's let's get on with a quiz. We've gone on to a podcast of just chatting now rather than actually questions. Right. Um, so we're going to do another timed one, and this is a thirty seconds to name as many characters from the franchise as you can. So this again will include Fallen Kingdom. Right. Okay. So in three. Two, one. Robert Muldoon, Joffrey, Gennaro, Alan Graham, Ellie Sattler, John Hammond, Dennis Nedry, Robert Muldoon, I'd say Robert Muldoon, um, Ian Malcolm, Kids, Sarah Harding, Lex and Tim, Zach and Gray, Lowry, Claire, Owen, Henry Wu. Wow, that was really good. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I've got 18 here, Steve. Wow. I've double-checked the final numbers, but I think you're right, 18. What, did, what was your last one, you said? Eli Mills. Okay, yeah. I thought you said that. Okay, so, yeah, 18. I think that might even be top. I think that is the record. I think we only hit, like, 15 before. I think I, I maybe have got 16, or Tom. Oh, we'll have to listen. We'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, listen we'll go him. back. But I think that's either, you know, definitely first or at least second. Well, James, at least you've made up for your awful start. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. And that's like you've gone from, like, breaking a record to also breaking a record for the worst <laughs> start in Jurassic Park pop quiz history. And granted, I will give him his judo. We... These were quite difficult questions at the They're start. They're probably some of the most hardest questions we've ever given him, so yeah, it's given anyone, actually. Because you've listened most... to the pop quiz before, we've got to you know, throw in a few hard ones. We can't make them all easy now, can we? Yeah, I felt, you should feel sorry for the first guest we had on. That's probably the hardest one. So, But have you any more? Yes, we have uh, two more, don't we? Two more questions. So... The, Is one of these a disowning question? That would be the very final one. Okay. Okay. James, you have 60 seconds. Is No, it's not a 60-second one, is it? it? I think it should. No one's ever done it apart from one person in five minutes. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it as a 60 seconds from now on. Right. Okay. So you have 60 seconds. To say Ian Malcolm's God Create speech all the way up until, well, including Ellie's part of the end. Okay. okay. Yep. God creates man, man creates God, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs. No, it's not yet. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man, women inherit the earth. Is that right? <laughs> Think from the beginning. Pull it away a little bit, Steve. It's quite loud. Yeah, it's quite loud. Sorry. But yes, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man creates God. Man destroys God. Man, man creates dinosaurs. When dinosaurs eat man, women inherits the earth. Oh! oh. Well done. <laughs> 
That yeah. was close. That was nearly right to brink as well. What was left? <laughs> five seconds? Um, no, you still have 15 seconds left. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, well done, mate. If you would have messed up that one, I don't think you would have done it. Saved it at the nick of time. What else you got there in the end? Yeah. <laughs> you did that. A couple of people messed that right up. 44 seconds. That's really good. I think... It, who was it? Jen, Jennifer Terrick uh, really struggled. Um, our mate Dan didn't even know it. So... And he called... Well, he's a JP3 fan, isn't he? Yeah. So... Yeah, he didn't... We, we don't even, you know, value his opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, not, he's null and void. Yeah, we asked him to recreate that speech and he goes, I don't know it. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> right. James, you want to do the final question? Yeah, okay. So, are you Team Rex? Team Spino and Team Rex. Yes. <laughs> James doesn't got to get cut off the podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking. But um, are you the same? Would you agree to um, Rexy would beat Spino, or would you? Or are you not sure? Or do you think the other voice versa? No, I definitely think a, a T-Rex would beat a Spino, yeah. yeah. Um, you, is that including the Jurassic Park 3 one or, or paleontology real life? From a, yeah, from a, in a real, real life situation like paleontology 1, I think that's what would happen. I think in the film, obviously, it's just, yeah, the Spino is a bit of a, an exaggeration in that film, isn't it? And completely different. Yeah. It'd be interesting, interesting to see. I think, I think the Rex would hold its own against the Spino. Um, because it's kind of not as advanced as the Indominus, is it? The the Spino. Yeah. It's similar in sort of stature, but it hasn't got the brain power and the bulletproof, like, armour that the Indominus had and the, you know, and the the manoeuvrability of the Indominus. So I think the Rexy would sort of hold its own a bit more against the Spino. Yeah. And that JP3 Rex did. Mm. But that's just my opinion. But like you said, James, it was over-exaggerated. So... Nine times out of ten, Rex is going to completely smash yeah. it. Yeah. In, I think if if they, you know, did the bite force correctly, then it would, yeah. So that's just my opinion and your opinion and, and your opinion. So the correct if, opinion. Anyone, if anyone else has <laughs> an opposite opinion, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not opinion, it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, James, congratulations, you have uh, passed. That's brilliant. Yeah. No, well done, mate. Yeah. So, any, I've got, let me have a look how many correct answers you've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight questions right. 11 dinosaurs right, 12, uh, yeah, uh, 18 characters correct. And I don't know how many, Steve, you got right on your, on your list. Yeah, I think it was about six or seven. Somewhere Two, opinion three, based. Four, five, six, seven, eight, eleven. I've got nine questions. Yeah. Nine, sorry, nine ticks. 
Nah, um, you did well. You did really well. And now the world has a Woolasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> You're up there with the greats, mate. Sweet. Well done. So, uh, have you enjoyed yourself on here? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's thanks, been great. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's all right. It's okay. We've, we've yeah. needed uh, we've needed a new guest on for a while. <laughs> we've just not we've just been so busy trying to do, do our stuff. Because obviously our cha- our gaming channel was quite you know we 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 produce pretty much every day or two. Yeah. So we've not really had time to get get online. And most people that we chat to are normally American that are in the community. Mm. So when we get a Brit on, it's even better because it's easier yeah. to get, yeah. get hold of them. <laughs> and I get up for work at four o'clock every morning, so I don't tend to stay up too late. Yeah, Steve's um, doesn't stay up till gone. Well, don't not you ain't up normally past ten, are you? No, no, it's past my bedtime. So you should be privileged, Jimbo. Privileged. Yeah. Taking part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking. no, it's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so let everyone know um, your Twitter handles and where we can find you. Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, Jurassic James One. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, and you can also find me on sort of on my blog as well, JurassicFindsBlog.com. Yep. Um, Excellent. All the links will be down in the description below. I'll make sure Brad puts those in. Um, also, I don't know when this is going to be aired, but obviously um, we'll try and get some more pop quizzes up soon. We'll try and get some more guests on, hopefully some others that you might know in the community, like James. Um, still haven't had any of the uh, Chaos Theorems guys on yet for the DPG creators. We haven't yeah. had any of them on yet, have we? No, and might if you want to... Sam, Sam or Jack on. Yeah, if you want to come on and do the pop, early pop quiz, just uh, give us a Twitter um, or speak with Brad. And let us know. Yeah, we're trying to arrange to get you on. Over 16, though, guys. Yeah, have right. to be over 16. So, yeah, because we haven't got time to get parental permission and etc., unfortunately. So, it's just easier if you're an adult. Anyway, other than that, thanks for listening to the pop quiz. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. We didn't bore, bore you too much. Um, thanks to James for coming on and being a, another new guest. And, uh, Make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we continuously play games. Uh, we do box openings and we also do the occasional podcast as well. Um, so that's me. I'm over. I'm done. Yeah, all done. But thanks for uh, listening. See you later. See you later. If I don't innovate, somebody else will. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. You are acting like we are engaged in some kind of mad science. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? Big. Scarier? Um, cooler, I believe, is the word that you use in your memo. Any incidents? Yeah, six kids in the lost and found, uh, 28-hour heat stroke. All of this exists because of me. Just like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Innovation Centre here on the Jurassic Park podcast. So you are of course joining me Tom this evening or this afternoon or this morning whenever you are listening Um, and today we are going to be touching on my recent little trip to Paradise Wildlife Park. 
So Paradise Wildlife Park is a park in Hertfordshire, England that has got a ton of animatronic dinosaurs and other little inventions and things in an area called the World of the Dinosaurs. So I've visited in the past, we've done past articles and features on this place but I was invited back this April to take a look at their brand new update to the park. So the update introduced the Dino Daycare Centre with baby dinosaurs, um, some fun dinosaur facts and scientific information, um, also some brand new animatronics and flying pteranodons, a juvenile Brachiosaurus, and arguably the most exciting thing, a brand new Indoraptor animatronic. So not officially licensed, but meant to reflect the Indoraptor as seen in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm going to apologise if I'm talking a little bit funnily, I've got a wisdom tooth coming through which is making podcasting a nightmare, uh, but I really did want to get this episode out for you guys. So it was a really really fantastic day, um, when I've gone in the past I've really really enjoyed the park, I think it's an absolutely fantastic place, and this time I did actually get the opportunity to meet Dan and Nat from Jurassic Park Jeep 20. So they were there for photo opportunities, um, and to really add a lot more to the April opening of these brand new attractions at Paradise Wildlife Park. So I had a really really good time, I really recommend you go and check it out if you're a UK Jurassic fan. Um, but without any further ado, we are actually going to jump into some on-the-scene audio where I had a chat with Dan from JP20 to find out a little bit more about the process which goes into making a replica Jurassic Park Jeep. I really think you guys are going to enjoy this one, um, and I'll make sure that in the show notes you've got links to all of Dan's social media, the article we've written on the park, and also any videos that we've done as well. Enjoy, guys. Okay everyone, so right now my microphone is in a Jurassic Park Jeep Wrangler replica which is really really exciting and that is because we are down today at Paradise Wildlife Park to uh, celebrate some new additions to the dinosaur world here at the park. So they've got a brand new Indoraptor, they have got a baby daycare centre for dinosaurs, not babies, I probably should have said that first. And they have also got some other new bits and bobs here. And one thing that they've done to mark today is they have got Dan, who owns a Jurassic Park replica Jeep, JP20, to come down and kind of give people the chance to get a photo with a real Jurassic Park Jeep. So, Dan, did you want to introduce yourself? Hello, listeners. I'm Dan, the owner of JP20. Cool. And uh, I'm speaking to you live from the, uh, the site of the World of Dinosaurs. Yeah, it's quite exciting. We have tried this once already, and I kind of realised halfway in that the wind levels weren't great. So Brad, who is the guy who edits this, is going to listen back to this and hate me, but there you go. Um, so, it's yeah. a small price to pay. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll jump back in and start where we left off. So, firstly, obviously lots of new attractions here. That's why we're both here today. What do you think of them, Dan? I, I think they're great, to be honest. Um, as you can see, looking around, it's enticed a lot of people in. Yeah. A lot of people have visited the park over probably many years see the, like the, the live animals yeah. and now they can come in and see replicas of extinct animals being the dinosaurs um, they, they, slowly but surely it's got bigger and bigger and bigger and as you said before there's new attractions in there now um, 
which tie into the latest film. People yeah. can come and see it, and the kids recognise the dinosaurs from that film. As you mentioned, the Dino Daycare, where they can go and see the little baby dinosaurs. It's just, I think it's done really, really well. It's a great attraction. Good, yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, when I came here the first time, I had an absolute blast, you know, seeing a lot of iconic dinosaurs like the T-Rex, the Spinosaurus in full animatronic form is really, really cool. And now this just builds upon that even further, which is really, really great. So, um, obviously, as I've just said, I've been here before, mm -hmm. and I know you have as well, Dan. I You've have, worked yes. quite closely with the park, so how did that kind of come around? Uh, that come about through luck, really. I was looking for um, attractions model dinosaurs anything that would really tie in with the the look of the jeep you know the, the jurassic park yeah. franchise um i contacted them and asked if it was possible to bring the jeep down and just just get a couple of pictures with some full-size dinosaurs just for a bit of my own personal yeah. gain or you know do a return uh spoke to a fellow called redmond he's a parks pr guy yeah they got me down. Um, the day that we come down, it was absolutely hammering it down the rain. <laughs> could it, I mean, it sounds awful, but it, it couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. Rain, dinosaurs, Jurassic Park Jeep. We were in the movie. There's, you know, it was perfect setting. We come in um, before the like the public were allowed access to the park. We got some great footage, video, uh, pictures. You name it, we took it on that day. Soaking wet, great fun. And the, the end result, which can be seen on the Paradise Wildlife Park yeah. um, Facebook page and the Jeep's own Facebook page, it sort of speaks for itself, really. So okay. that, that's how we got invited down. Awesome. Um, just to kind of emphasise quickly how busy it is, guys, you may have just heard a deep rumbling in the background as Dan was talking then. It that wasn't is, me. No, <laughs> that is the train starting up that goes partway through the world of dinosaurs. And last time I was here, that wasn't even running because there wasn't that many people. So right, clearly right. that kind of emphasises how many people have come down to see all the new attractions and enjoy a little bit of April sunshine here in the UK today. Which so, is very rare for a bank holiday yeah, UK. Yeah, it's very rare. Usually we would, as you say, have perfect Jurassic Park rain for most of yeah, it so yeah. I think we've been quite lucky so um, I'm going to apologise in advance that you've got to tell this again Dan because I feel like you went very in depth last time we recorded this um, but how did your love for Jurassic Park come around and what really made you want to build your own Jurassic Park Jeep? Well it, it started obviously as a kid um, loving dinosaurs like most kids nowadays they can name more dinosaurs than adults can. Yeah. Um, growing up and then obviously the film come out and as I said before we we sort of probably shouldn't say live on air but I um, bunked off school when the film <laughs> when the film come out I went to see it and I was just blown away with it it was a totally different sort of dinosaur movie to to ones that I'd seen before yeah realistic um, you know the, the sheer scope of the film I, I think people still watch it today and you could take it as it was made today as yeah. opposed to you know 25 odd years ago it stand the test of time really yeah no which, i would agree with that which i mean that most people would probably say something along the same lines it's it's just a, a one in a million film yeah you know as you can see by my t-shirt today we've had the 25th anniversary and people are still celebrating it yeah, today so you are representing I think, yeah that kind of really highlights how much of a legacy this franchise has left behind as well um so yeah, so that's how you got into it. How did the Jeep itself come about? Uh, the Jeep itself, I, when my nan passed away, she left me some money as an inheritance. Yeah. And I decided it was 
at that time I wanted to spend the money on something that was worthwhile. You know, yeah. you could have spent it on trinkets, DVD, you know, yeah. all the you could have just blown Dinosaur the money. Dinosaur figures. Yeah, yeah. All, all kind of things like that. But I really wanted to get something that I could use yeah. and have and keep and appreciate. Um, the Jeep side of it ties into when I left school and I used to work for White House Jeeps. Yeah. We, when the film came out, we had a promotional Jeep Wrangler come in. It had the logos on the doors. and It was kind of like a cheap version just to yeah. advertise the <laughs> fact that Wranglers were in the film. And I, I used to valet them and I, I always wanted one for then. I decided that would be my car if I could ever have one. Okay. And when I got my inheritance, that was it. It was time to own my own one yeah and here we go it's here today in all yep. its glory we're, we're stood by it outside the gates of the park we are you can probably hear that music it's just kicked in in the background totally fully licensed and everything no need to worry about that guys um but yeah it's a little bit surreal we are filming next to a jurassic park jeep by a gate that looks like the jurassic park gates themselves and it's just really really cool place to be it's it really is. positive atmosphere down here today. it is it's really nice um so yeah, in terms of the process of making the Jeep itself, obviously we spoke a little bit about some of the parts you got before we recorded, but I'm kind of wondering how hard is it to get some of those parts in the UK? Because obviously there's a massive US Jurassic motorball. Yeah. I don't know if there is as much in the UK. To a degree, I would say no. Yeah. Um, obviously, you take a Wrangler Jeep, it's kind of the equivalent of a full Fiesta over here. Yeah. You know, in America, every man and their goat's got one. So parts are more readily available for them. When it comes to us, we were pretty much limited to the stock versions that come out to buy. Um, For me, getting the the half doors that are very iconic in the movie, uh, with Sam Neill, Laura Dern, you you know, pulling up, seeing the dinosaur with the roof off, the half doors are on, you know, they're leaning out of the Jeep, all that kind of thing. They were one of the hardest bits to get, as were the side steps, which are the, the running steps go between the front wheel and the back wheel a lot of our jeeps in the uk didn't have them yeah. or they had a variation of them not movie accurate okay um so in order to get the jeep looking as close to movie accurate as i can i need to get those parts which yeah. unfortunately i had to order from america both the doors <laughs> and the half steps um various bits and pieces you have to get from the states but like you say the the motor pool out there the guys will go to breakers yards they will yeah. find old jeeps they will pull the steps off you know and then advertise right we've got a set, set of steps anybody need them and they're really good they they helped out no end finding places to get the bits and pieces yeah no that's really really fantastic to hear so um my next question was kind of is there a multiple in the uk of sorts because obviously you've got jp20 I know Gaming Beaver mm-hmm. did have a Wrangler and also a not quite replica but his interpretation of a Ford Explorer at yeah, one point. Yeah. So have you seen any other people who kind of cross over and have got similar vehicles as oh, well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, off the top of my head I would say there's seven seven Wranglers cool. and two, maybe three Explorers for sure. Yeah. Uh, there are other people currently working on them. Um, okay, cool. As, as a lady that I know from Manchester, she's the spitting image of Laura Dern. <laughs> she is absolute spitting image of yeah. her. Um, she's working on one of the Jeeps at the moment. She's got the base unit. Okay, um, cool. For a, a motorpool in the UK, no, yeah. but we have the European motorpool. Okay, so it? we fall under 
you know the sort of yeah. European banner for how much longer with Brexit <laughs> I, I don't know yeah but I'm glad you made that comment because I was going to if you didn't <laughs> but it's um, I mean generally as we stand it's it's not a UK based thing yeah. we, we've got members in the UK we've got members in France Italy ultimately we all fall under the, the JPMP the Jurassic yeah. Park Motorpool but obviously you've got the Americans the Canadians that, that's their their side of it and then we've got the European one um, we have various meets um, the last one happened in the UK yeah. uh, not so long ago there was a, a whole bunch of the guys got together okay, cool. and that's everything down from movie accurate wranglers explorers down to what we class as tribute cars yeah. so you know you take a, I don't know a, a Fiat Panda <laughs> and you paint it up like an explorer you it's know. ironic you said that because the Fiat Panda is the car I came in today. There you go. Of all things you could come up with. <laughs> and you just happen to have yellow and green paint in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, they, they're pretty open to interpretation. It's cool. not like some other groups, like Star Wars costuming, where it's, it's got to be movie it's accurate. very purist a lot of the time. It's, yeah. it's got to be, you know, 100% like you've walked off the set. They, if you love Jurassic Park, you love vehicles, you love dinosaurs that you can slap a logo on anything yeah. you know and uh, you go away that way some of us I mean don't don't get me wrong it, it does cost a lot of money to do yeah. it it's not a cheap thing to go out and do um, but you take it as far as you want to you know I, I could go the whole hog and get the spotlights on the light bar and all that sort of stuff but then you're talking like mega money so it all depends, doesn't it, on what's kind of within your means, I suppose, which is why it's nice that tribute cars are possible. Oh, if gotcha. you're someone like me, for example, who still needs to learn to drive, <laughs> um, when I get to that point, I would kind of like to just do some little logos and things, but not go to the yeah, full level. It's... So the fact that that option is there is really nice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the beauty of the, the motorpool, the American side of motorpool, there's guys like Ari. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. I mean, he could tell you the ins and outs of a Jeep. It's even down to the smallest little nuts and bolts. If you've got a problem, you just jump on the board. You say, look, I've got a problem with this. And within minutes, someone's back on. Yeah. And they've said to you, right, move this from here, connect this to that. Jobs are good and away you go. No, that's really nice. I think it kind of captures the whole community sense of the Jurassic Park community. Because compared to other communities I've been parts of in the past, this community feels a lot more wholesome in terms of how everyone interacts with each other. Definitely. Everyone's always helping Definitely. each other out. Definitely. It's really nice. Yeah. Any yeah. advice, anything, you know, no matter how stupid the question may seem, you ask it, somebody will answer. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a bit of banter on there, <laughs> yeah. like everywhere, but somebody has got the knowledge to help you go through and finish off what you want to do. Yeah, no, that's really good to hear. That's really great. Um, so that kind of leads nicely into my next question, which is what advice would you give someone who's very set on getting a movie replicate? Like, how would you go about starting that process? If like I said you've got to decide pretty much from the start how far you want to take yeah. it um, if you're going down a movie replica route and there is, when I say replica I mean you're making it look like it's just come off the set Yeah. you've got to A. have lots of time because it's, it's not just a case of jump on eBay and you find all the yeah. parts and away you go you've got to do research you've got to look into various um, problems that might arise from buying a vehicle. I mean, bearing in mind these vehicles are 25 odd years old. Yeah. Some are even older, you know, some of the guys have got 91, 92 Jeeps. So they're, they're older than your average car. It's not a new car, so it comes with its own problems. Um, 
do your research, have a very large wallet, <laughs> um, and expect to, you know, put in a lot of time and effort. It's it's certainly not a five minute job. Okay. Yeah. But it's one that you can appreciate as you're doing it. The very first thing I got for the Jeep, uh, obviously not the Jeep, but the first part of Jurassic Park thing was the tag. Okay, yeah. Which, as we discussed earlier, <laughs> on one of the few times I've had the roof down, you know, weather permitting, it blew out the window. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually lost my tag. Okay. So if Where anybody, did you say you lost that? In Corby. So <laughs> if, if anybody finds a JP20 tag in Corby, it's mine. Yeah. If we happen to have a listener there, I would be incredibly mind blown if we have got that far yet. Um, please do get in touch and let's reunite down with that tag. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a project, guys. Let's get this viral. Um, so lastly, Dan, where can people keep up to date with the events that you guys are going out and doing and how can they see all the progress that JP20 is constantly having done? We we have a Facebook page, which is literally the, the letters JP, then a space, then the number 20, so JP20. Nice and simple, I like it. Yeah, keeping it simple. Um, we post on there pictures, uh, events where we're going to be, links to our charity. Cool. Um, pretty much you name it it's it's on there as long as it's associated with the jeep i mean we like i said to you earlier we we don't just do events like this we go to comic cons we go to charity events we go to carnivals uh london new year's day parade we, yeah, cool. we've done that a couple of years in the, okay. on the trot um so it's got all the information it even shows you the very early pictures of how the jeep looked when i first bought it cool and in each stage of it getting stripped down and you know yeah down to its bare bones really okay. building up to what it is and then the, each time we get an addition it's like oh here's a picture of something yeah. new <laughs> so there's a lot of information on there and uh, we, we tend to stick mainly to Facebook cool. um, we've got an Instagram page but I must admit I'm not overly technical and my, my daughter runs it <laughs> and she doesn't run it as well as she should so okay. it, it does have an Instagram page but not yeah not an amazing one but facebook is our main outlook so if, if you want to see where we're going to appear or like you've done yourself you know track us down stalk us <laughs> yeah you know um that's, i was that's over the there in it. the woods with a big lens on a second ago and i was like that that's doesn't, a Jurassic that doesn't sound dodgy at all no. <laughs> <laughs> um cool yeah so thank you for that thank you for talking to us dan i'll make sure that we link your facebook page in wherever this goes hopefully there'll be an article a podcast segment and a video uh, I'm giving myself a lot of work for an Easter weekend, but you know, it's Jurassic Park. That's so what a super fan is all yeah, about. Exactly. It, it um, and yeah, hopefully we can catch up at another event in the future Definitely. as well. Definitely. Just track us down cool. and we'll be there. Wicked. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. No, you're more than welcome. And now let's hear from Arjun Boss with a trip down memory lane to hear some more behind the scenes on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Hey Arjun, I'm just going to record this um, like I've done before, just going to do it all in one go, because I think that flows a little bit better, so, um, so here we go. John! It's glass. I think I know. It's an aquarium. Oh no. Hey guys, this is Arian Bos. During the creation of Extinction Level Radio Play, I had a lot of fun searching for sounds and the music to support the text on page. I thought it fun to share a short making of from episode 24 of the Radio Play, a scene which ties in an animal from Jurassic Park the game, though not the same animal because this story takes place on Isla Sorna. 
The making of starts with the original take, in which you'll hear me doing all the voices softly, just to get the space in between the narration, and even a sound effect where I wanted it. Here goes! At that cue the lights within the tank are switched on automatically, and for a short moment an enormous adult Tylosaurus is clearly visible through the moss, right next to Sarah, hanging stationary in the water. Its jaws wide open, Sarah and Tim let out short screams in terror, but then Sarah takes a closer look. Lights within the tank start to die out again, malfunctioning. I thank you for your visit and hope. Is it dead? Sarah moves closer to the eye, moving in close for a good look. Through the shady glass, the eye moves to look straight at her. Sarah jumps back and stumbles backward, falling as the animal snaps its jaws shut and suddenly with a high speed moves away from the glass, disappearing in darkness. Oh no. Bang, crack. The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. The next segment is a takeout of a scene with the voices added of Tim by myself and recording of John Hammond by James Hawkins, playing in the background. But then Sarah takes a closer look. Is it dead? Lights within the tank start to die out again. I thank you for your visit and your continuing trust and support. Sarah moves closer to the eye, moving in close for a good look. Jurassic Park. Through the shady glass, the eye moves to look straight at her. Sarah jumps back and stumbles backward, falling as the animal snaps its jaws shut and suddenly with a high speed moves away from the glass, disappearing in darkness. Oh no! Bang, crack. The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. For the following segment you'll hear a few sound effects added, as well as a few reactions from Sarah Harding provided by Victoria's Cantina, officially for her role as Guard Laura. At that cue the lights within the tank are switched on automatically, and for a short moment an enormous adult Tylosaurus is clearly visible through the moss, right next to Sarah, hanging stationary in the water. Its jaws wide open, Sarah and Tim let out short screams in terror, but then Sarah takes a closer look. Is it dead? Lights within the tank start to die out again, I thank you for your visit and your continuing trust and support. Sarah moves closer to the eye, moving in close for a good look. Jurassic Park. Through the shady glass, the eye moves to look straight at her. Sarah jumps back and stumbles backward, falling as the animal snaps its jaws shut and suddenly with a high speed moves away from the glass, disappearing in darkness. Oh no! The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. Another sound effect added where the Tylosaur hits the aquarium. The sound comes from a video on YouTube where a gorilla hits the glass of his cage. Oh no! The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. Next, the cracking glass, which is actually cracking ice, but it fits so well. Oh no! The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. And now the scene in its final version with the music by Neon Media KJT. 
and the voice of Sarah Harding provided by Jennifer Tarek. The sound system comes to life as Sarah moves through the doors, static noises crackles through an unseen speakers and the voice speaks, a voice they recognize. John! While the recording of John Hammond's voice continues, they move across the inside of the sphere to the other side what appears to be some smooth rounded ball covered in us. Finally decoded and surprised us even more. Sarah removes the mask from the wall, making squeaky sounds. Glass! Little did we know about our real luck, but we would soon discover. When in 1985, Sarah and Tim move along the enormous dome, gliding their hands along the smooth surface, removing moss from squeaking. What are you on about? Reading underwater I think I know. It's an aquarium. It set our scientists For down what? the path of ectogenesis. And while the world may not be ready to accept this breakthrough in science, we at International Genetics Technologies are. These young Tylosaurus here of the Mosasaur family as proof of our success. At that cue the lights within the tank are switched on automatically. And for a short moment an enormous adult Tylosaurus is clearly visible through the moss, right next to Sarah, hanging stationary in the water. Its jaws wide open. Sarah and Tim let out short screams in terror, but then Sarah takes a closer look. Is it dead? Lights within the tank start to die out again. No I thank you for your visit and your continuing trust and support. Sarah moves closer to the eye, moving in close for a good look. Jurassic Park. Through the shady glass, the eye moves to look straight at her. Sarah jumps back and stumbles backward, falling as the animal snaps its jaws shut and suddenly with a high speed moves away from the glass, disappearing in darkness. Oh no! The Tylosaurus had hit the side of the aquarium with full force, creating a spiderweb in the glass. Water started to seep through. You can enjoy the 26 episodes of Extinction Level Jurassic Park on the Jurassic Park podcast from episode 104 to 163 every other week, mostly. See my contributor page on the website or find the link to my YouTube channel on Twitter through at ExtinctionLVLJP. Enjoy the following segments with Tom Fishenden, Jack Delamere, Jaroslav Kosmina and James Hawkins. Scene 1. There's always something. But where's that case of scotch on those good days? Sure. Sure. Scene two. <coughs> what happened? 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 What? It is absolutely imperative. What? That we work with a Costa Rican head at Biological Reserve to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. What? If we could just step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way. Dr. Wu! We'll find a way. I'm doing Henry Wu's lines. 
Thank you so much for listening to the 189th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Of course, a big thanks goes out to James and Steve for another great Jurassic Pop quiz. I love that segment so much. The guys are funny. It's such a fun segment, and it's good to have them back with the pop quiz because I think the last time that we heard from James and Steve was all the way back in October. What happened, guys? You've been silent. Uh, Well, I mean, I chat with them all the time, but as far as the podcast is concerned, that's a long time for, for, you know, in between segments. So I'm happy to have them back. I know it's been uh, a long time, and they've been hard at work on their own YouTube videos and all their other stuff, and I know they have even more pop quizzes coming your way here on the podcast. Also, a big thanks to James Ronan for joining them today. And, you know what? I, I, I think we'll keep you. I think we'll keep you, dude. Like, you can continue writing articles. You did a fine job. Um, and I always expect all of our contributors to do a stellar job on the Jurassic Pop Quiz. And don't miss all of his work over on our website. And be sure to find all of his links over there as well. But if you guys want to be a part of the next Jurassic Pop Quiz, make sure to reach out. We'll try to make it happen. James and Steve are always looking for new people to interview and quiz and grill about their Jurassic Park fandom. So like I said, reach out and we'll put you into contact with James and Steve. Also thanks to Tom for another quality installment of the Innovation Center. He has got content like coming out of everywhere. Like it's just, oh, he's just on the, you know what? When I in, when I describe what the internet is, I'm just going to say Tom from now on because he has content everywhere. I don't know how he does it, but I'm glad that he is able to travel around and visit all of these Jurassic-themed sites, meet up with people, and of course come here to talk about it. Also, thanks to Dan for joining Tom to talk about the Jeep. And as I said recently... Um, I know I haven't been able to touch on the uh, vehicles all that much, so I'm excited that Tom and Dave were able to kick it off right. And lastly, a big thanks to Arjun for joining us to take another look at Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Um, I I loved every episode of Extinction Level. It was so much fun. And uh, I always loved all the little behind the scenes that he was doing before we did the hiatus. And then he produced another one, and then I never got to get it out to you guys. So I'm excited to finally present that one to you. Um, I really do miss having that segment around every other week and hearing the compelling story just expand over time. I am very excited, though, about what he has planned next, so stay tuned, and maybe you'll hear some more awesome work from Arjun sometime soon. Now, of course, this show wouldn't be possible without the fans. You guys listen to us each and every week. The fans out there have joined the show and produced these amazing uh, segments each and every week, so I am so thankful that the fans out there help listen, produce, do everything, and also leave reviews for the show. I am so excited. You guys have been killing it too recently with more and more reviews. So as I've been doing recently, I want to cover uh, a few reviews here to uh, call attention to some people that took the time to write a review for us to help us be seen and heard and to find like-minded people who will read these reviews and say, you know what, I want to listen to this show. Um, So the first one here actually is a very recent one. Um, As of like a few days ago, it says, it's actually, it's from your favorite caller. Now, who could this be? Hmm. Hmm. Who is our favorite caller? (laughs) Um, The title is Quality JP Talks. It says, 
I have been listening and keeping up with the JP podcast for about two or three years now. Before the discovery of this podcast, I had one friend who loved the Jurassic Park universe as much as me. She introduced me to this podcast, and I just got hooked. It's rare to find people who actually like the JP universe. This podcast allowed me to connect with so many people who have the same favorite movie as I do. We actually have quality talks about each movie. Now, if you love the JP franchise, then check out this podcast. If you love talking about the JP podcast, and this... Oh, nope, that's not what it says. If you love talking about the JP franchise, this podcast is for you. (laughs) And if you won't be disappointed because Brad... I don't know what I'm reading anymore. You won't be disappointed because Brad provides such a fun podcast to have you fangirling for days. (laughs) I am so bad at reading, guys. It's just a thing. And... As our favorite caller knows, I am bad at reading emails. And this uh, review is no different. I am bad at reading those. So I don't know why I, like, rope myself into this each and every week. I I know I can't read. So here we go. Um, But um, let me take a guess here. This is Veronica? Right? This is this is Veronica, right? It could be Amy, it could be Veronica, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Veronica. That's what I, I I'm sorry if I got this wrong, but if I got it right, yes. That perfect, right? Yes, thank you. But um thank you to our favorite caller for writing such an awesome review. We really appreciate it. I didn't finish that sentence, but there we go. That's my brain. Anyway, this next one is from Brett Blake, and uh, this one is actually a little ways back. This is uh, back in 2016, and the title says, Well-Produced and Entertaining. And uh, Brett, if you're still listening and you listen to this whole review section, I hope it's been entertaining and not just a complete waste of time because I can't read and can't talk. Um, So the review here says, I just recently found this podcast and was instantly impressed. Not only is it consistently entertaining, but it's also a quality podcast production. That's very questionable, Brett. It's a must-listen for fans of the Jurassic Park slash World series and the love for the movies really comes across at all times. Yeah, you know... That's what we try. We that's that's the end of the review. But that's what we try, Brett. You know, we really try to consistently give you guys something entertaining. Uh, I don't know if this is it, but I I really try to each and every week, and I also really try to present the love of the series. And of course, we try we do end up talking about the negative aspects here and there, but we really try to promote the positive aspects of everything. We want to talk about why we love this so much, what is so great about this, and what are the different aspects that we love. So that's really why we like doing this so much. And Brett, thank you so much uh, for writing the review, taking that time back in 2016. I really hope you stuck around and uh, continue to find it entertaining. I don't know. Who knows if it is or not anymore, but uh, let us know. If you still find it entertaining, go ahead to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it these days, and leave us a five-star review and write something fun. Write something funny, comical. It doesn't need to make any sense. My words coming out of my mouth make no sense, so yours don't have to either. So just have fun. But as you go into this week, you're listening to this podcast. I'm driving you crazy with this monotonous ramblings here at the end but thank you guys so much and i really appreciate you guys and take some time this week to appreciate somebody else that produces something not us 
but somebody else. Tell somebody that you love their art, you love their music, you love their their writing, something out there. Tell somebody that you love it. Don't just sit there and be angry about the things that you don't like. Let everybody know, and everybody, I'm sure, will really appreciate uh, you taking the time to let them know that you love that thing. And I think it'll make a world a better place. So just go ahead and do it. We all need to, I think, sometimes. But again, thank you, everybody, for listening, and I'm going to roll the outro. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.